keep on kissing babies and hugging fat girls. Full of suffering, suck attach, son. It's me, Austin. Oh, son of a bitch. What? It's me, Austin. It was me all along, Austin. And you teeth look like two tight too, Billy. And you book a match with me. That's right, Killing. Look at me. I'm a total package. I will rip him apart. I'm pissed now. Where to, Stephanie? <laughs> Wrestle roasts on ad-free shows and ATC. Welcome, everybody, to WrestleRoast. I am your host, Dan Saint-Germain. Special guest co-host, Mike Lawrence, is with us today. Hello, Mike. Yeah, I watched a little bit of Dynamite because uh, talent was back. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, uh, the good, it was, you know, the good stuff was good again and the bad stuff was at least fun to talk about. You know, I, I I I agree. I mean, there's a lot of good wrestling this week. We'll we'll, we'll get into it. We're gonna do instead of dynamite or dumb, we're gonna do raw or dynamite. Which who had the better show this week? Well, well let's do dynamite or raw, so I can leave. Okay, dynamite <laughs> or raw, so Mike can leave. Uh, um, Robert, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Dan. And Mr. Sergeant Slaughterhouse. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Good, 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 good. And how much? How much did you uh, come last night? <laughs> Oh, well, I didn't get to watch it anything live last night, so I watched everything this morning. But, yeah, I mean, I obviously had a blast watching everything. Mike, I am so jet-lagged from travel that I thought you were talking to me, and I was just literally thinking about how much I came when I <laughs> masturbated last night. <laughs> I was going to answer which, you, what, really. Which like, was seriously. also to Kenny Omega, just Dan going, <laughs> Oh, hear my battle yeah. cry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more of an Aaron Solo guy um all right Justin roberts has to yell my accomplishments as i ejaculate well we got we got some shows coming up folks this monday we are doing heroes of wrestling 1999 it is a free show that you can watch on youtube i have watched it i have taken notes i mean it is it's it's it, it i think it's so bad it's good it'll be interesting to see what you guys think but I mean, if you if you guys want the ultimate companion piece to this, uh, ooze. Uh, <laughs> um, all of TNA. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, we'll get to that. But either it's like what a culture or um, one of the other ones, the one of the British ones. They, they, did you they, call it what a culture? Like what a burger? Yes, you yeah, called it what a culture. Yeah, isn't it know, what culture? It's, it's what of, culture, right? I know. No, I know. I just. It's like one of those things I learned it wrong and I can't ever let it go, you know, um, which I think is like how old people describe like gay marriage too if they're bigoted. But for me, by it's the just... way, Dan's still in his 30s. What a culture. Yeah. 38, 38. So. No, no, no. The companion you want to you want to enjoy along with the pay-per-view is our goddamn Patreon talking about it. Yeah, Don't give them more homework. Oh, that's right. All right. Well. You guys are right. Watch I'm, that I'm, on YouTube. You know, hear us talk about it. Do that whenever. It. I've had enough of the What Culture guys stealing my shit. I don't want them accusing us of stealing <laughs> theirs. Uh, I did not I did not know. Robert has all these secret wrestling beefs that we only find out about, like, <laughs> while we do the podcast. Did you know Robert was the first person to call Randy Orton boring? I want to ask everything you, that, that's been stolen from you, and most of it is just 
lazy takes. Yes. <laughs> what, it, what have they it, taken from you? Oh, there was a there was a guy on there who uh, I don't I don't want to say his name. Let's say it rhymes with Ross. Um, he uh, for like months he was doing these videos recapping Raw and SmackDown where he was literally just reading my tweets verbatim as if they were his own uh, jokes. And it was like not just one or two. It was like. 15, 16 in a wow, row. Wow, that's insane. And it was I fantastic. can't imagine Robert Carpalis jokes, but delivered well. <laughs> that would you know, be a novel just, concept. I just imagine <laughs> Robert taking him to like intellectual property court and then the guy hearing the case and being like, well, Robert, you have a case. After determining how much you could have made from this, I'm awarding the plaintiff. Sixteen dollars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> also, is there anything intellectual about Natalia jokes? That is that is true. There's also nothing intellectual about Natalia, uh, who thinks this is real. Like she got mad. Somebody tweeted at her with the fact that she has the most televised losses this year, which is just a fact. So she responded by posting and a that's picture just her of her on Total Divas, by the way. Exactly. She posted a picture of her in her mansion. Being like, yeah, I really lost a lot or something. Like, it's like, it's it's a scripted show. Relax. Like, <laughs> spoiler alert for Better Call Saul. Uh, fuck you. Wow. I was what seeing it. Oh, well. Oh, fuck you, Robert. That is, what? you just blew it for Robert, oh, are you fucking nuts? It's a show that just aired. It aired days ago and lost to Two, Raw. three days ago. Come I don't care. On, I don't watch man. it. But I mean, so I watched funny. it, but like. You have to bleep it for the, for the, for the actual listeners. <laughs> I mean, if they're mad about Rampage. <laughs> yeah, I that's know. fair um all right well there's probably probably you guys just so this makes Here, sense. here's a spoiler for rampage the black wrestler beat the black wrestler <laughs> robert robert blew the ending of better call saw so we had to cut a chunk out of this uh robert were you were you like the kid in grammar school that was like that relished telling the other kids there was no santa yes oh, well no, now we have to cut that all, part out for some that's, listeners that's t- yeah that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we actually, you know, Scott, we actually have more listeners who believe in Santa than watch Better Call Saul. To be God, fair, God, <laughs> right now there is a trailer park with two holes punched in the walls, and we're we're less than ten minutes into the episode. It is nice to know Mike's family listens, though. So we're glad <laughs> nice, All right, nice. Let's keep going. Uh, let's that makes me it. feel less right, bad uh, about the next five jokes I'll have about your boring house. I'll take it. August 30th, we're going to be doing the roast of Donald Trump. I will also be announcing the Patreon episodes for September and October. But I do have uh, these roasts we're doing, which I will get to in a second. Um, this is the first roast I've picked without Mike. Mike has picked every one. So this is, here we go. Uh, also, join our Patreon. We have a $5, $10 tier. If you do the $5 tier, you're going to get three extra episodes a month. Probably more than that. And if you do uh, a $10 tier, you're going to get like 12 ep- 11 or 12 extra episodes a month. Join our YouTube, join our uh, Facebook group, our Twitter. Um, next week, we will be roasting Bubba Ray. Plus, uh, plus we're going to be previewing Clash of the Castle and All Out. Going to be a huge show. For $10 a month, you can hear Dan's voice more than his wife. <laughs> my wife talks a lot bro <laughs> are you kidding me this is like the one place i get to be me i I like that you said bro like look if i mean even the littlest bit wife haiti i'm becoming vince russo <laughs> <laughs> all right september roast we're doing the miz and the xfl and our patreon will be johnny ace 
And for October, uh, we're going to be doing the Von Erics and a special Halloween roast, Dracula, with our Patreon, The Undertaker. So a lot of a lot of really fun stuff coming up. Premium current events. Robert is covering Raw. I, oh, God damn it. I'm going to do the first at least five, guys, as I promised. I said I was going to go back and watch all the TNA pay-per-views. I just started Victory Road 2004. Jeff Jarrett versus Jeff Hardy in a ladder match. Um, you know, it's it's an interesting show. It's a it's it is fun to talk about, and it is interesting because uh, there's there's just a lot of parallels to what's happening now. So, and so don't worry, we've taken Dan's belt and shoelaces away from him while he's watching <laughs> TNA. <laughs> and I'm just I just want to say I am really proud that even though I'm not here every week. Dracula will be free and the Undertaker is paid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, we got to get some people to our Patreon, bro. Um, <laughs> and to stop <laughs> listening to the regular episodes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we, we, we may switch. Look, we didn't think Trump was and Bubba Ray was going to happen. This uh, by the way, Dracula will just be a pantsless Ric Flair in a cape. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I mean, he would bleed a lot less, so it would be an improvement. <laughs> He's just right. looking himself. <laughs> All right, folks, we got to, We actually, even though we don't have a roast, we have a lot to cover in the in the world of modern wrestling today. But we're going to start out with premium current events, Mister Carpolis, Mister Santa Denier, Mister Better Call Saul. Spoiler: What do you got? Uh, this week on Monday Night Raw, two things happened that I thought I would be dead in the cold, cold ground before this happened. Uh, they use the word hospital instead of medical facility. And more importantly, Drew McIntyre went into the ring and challenged someone to a wrestling match in a wrestling ring. Uh, the, the dumb phrases that Vince McMahon has beat into people's minds have finally been relaxed. And, and being able to refer to what they do as wrestling again uh, qualifies as a a pretty major milestone going forward. It's it's not a a huge thing, but for those of us who who follow wrestling and and love it, it's fun to be able to call the thing what it is again. So twenty twenty two's savior of wrestling, brave secretaries. <laughs> exactly, uh, <laughs> poorly drafted NDAs that are easy to get out of. <laughs> Uh, are the reason why we can enjoy TV on Monday and Friday again. Man, it, it's amazing. 20 years in and Johnny Ace found a way to improve the product. <laughs> you know, uh, I still think they could have had a run as the Dynamite Dudes, but, you know, that's just me. Remember those guys? That was such a funny gimmick. To um, be fair, it's an evergreen statement to say Shane Douglas could have had a run in a major company. There's about eight different times where that almost oh happened. Oh my god, did. dude! I, I'm. Shane I mean, Douglas if you can't get over this, as a teacher, Shane Doug, <laughs> Douglas is on this first TNA show as the backstage uh, correspondent, and he is so bad. He's so bad. Like it, he's. It, it, it's anyway. Um, it's weird because he's a like the one thing he was pretty good at was talking. Well, the problem is, is it's, it wasn't he was it's he, he just turns into a wrestler and he tries to like get his own shit over, you know. That, so, that, so not at all like Chris Jericho on commentary. <laughs> not at all like Chris Jericho on commentary. Uh, he, but uh, Robert, you know, um, <laughs> this, uh, hasn't he worked at Target for years? 
I watch I watch more of Raw. I watch more of Raw and Dynamite this week. Most of Raw and Dynamite this week. Sorry, uh, I'm jet lagged, guys. I just got I just did Denver Comedy Works last night. Amazing club. This is an addition uh, to him being life lagged. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, this is lag on top of lag. Yeah, this is this He's is, double lagged. I'm double I'm double lagged right now. Um, but yeah, that that works. I, I did watch Raw on Monday, Robert, and that was. Uh, that was pretty nuts. I mean, that whole segment, I, I got to say, I thought, you know, the best match of the week was Owens and Drew. I haven't seen G1 stuff yet, but um, that whole segment I thought was like flawless. Yeah, they it was it was kind of a strange concept where you let two guys who have natural charisma and decent personalities go out there and play off who they are. And then after that, let them have a straightforward pro wrestling match. Uh, it's a really crazy concept that may actually catch on. I, I got to say, just for Raw in general, I know we'll dissect it once once Mike has fled. Um, they're not the entire show is not a home run, but it's consistent. The matches are good, the storylines are good, the segments make sense. There's nothing outright terrible that makes you embarrassed to be a sports entertainment fan, and they're giving you little Easter eggs to to make it you know, uh, to, to signal to you, Hey, we know we're getting better. Have faith in us. We're, we're not going to shit the bed this time. And, and I say this knowing that in like three weeks, Nick Khan's going to like sell the company uh, to Saudi Arabia and it's going to be all over. I think uh, Kevin Owens was so good on raw that he got to ride that wave the rest of this week on Twitter. Did you see him on Twitter? Just dropping people that uh that one dude who who shit talked him and then he was like yeah you, you know saying oh stone cold you know you took the stunner and you're like and he was like yeah well you're not the only guy who could stand miserably in front of a lake either and he took a picture of himself like sad in front of a lake like the guy's profile picture Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it's, but, but awesome. you know like you know where that comes from that comes from being happy and so you go online you see a thing like that and instead of getting irritated you're able to laugh at the guy and shit on him because you're enjoying work and yeah, Kevin Owens is so good on social media because it's almost like if CM Punk had a team of people being like, okay, that's too mean, you know, like, because well, he, he looks like every person who tweets about wrestling, <laughs> but also just learned how to wrestle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he's awesome, man. I mean, like, I, yeah, you know, he's, he's, he's so good. Um, glad, glad, glad they're glad Hunter believes in him. Cause it, it'll be really fun to see what they do with that guy. And also if, uh, Saudi Arabia buys WWE. There'll still be more women's wrestling than an episode of Dynamite. <laughs> Robert, what was your takeaway? So, I have a question for you, Robert, because obviously you you text us about you know cha- you know the the word changing and and medical facility becoming hospital and um. Then there was also this don't these all sound like laws changing in like a terrible, terrible place? <laughs> yeah, like, don't like we Saudi sound like Arabia. we're like, like, like we're like we're all prisoners of WWE and they're like <laughs> they let us see a reflection of the light this week. We, we couldn't stand under the light, but we saw the sun in the distance. Like I imagine this is how like old racist people feel about being forced to use pronouns that they don't understand. Like I can finally use my word again. I like wrestling. <laughs> Um, but at the same time, it makes you feel less, it's, it's slightly less stupid and it's slightly less contrived to pretend that it's anything other than wrestling, uh, or that to call them the WWE universe, like it's fans. It's just, 
it, it makes it feel a little bit more natural as opposed to reminding everybody there's a big whiteboard in the back of things you can't say and you know that while it is scripted it's super scripted and a lot of this stuff felt a lot looser uh and they seem to be having fun i mean i think champa is having a great time with this ridiculous gimmick with the miz despite getting an opportunity to actually wrestle but he's making better use of being miz's lackey than an alex riley did like he gets what this character is supposed to be and it's going to give him longevity in a career i I gotta interrupt you there i am a I am a dark horse fan of Alex Riley. I've always been a fan of Alex Riley. Oh, same, same. Yeah, I thought he was really good on. I thought he could have been great on commentary, but he didn't want to do it. Um, but all right, well, that's just that's just me. I just needed to throw it out there. <laughs> it is. Um, I uh, well, I guess Scott too. That we we should just rename this the Alex Riley Fan Club Podcast <laughs> to really differentiate ourselves. Um, oh, Mike, you're riling me up. <laughs> uh the life of riley um now i was gonna say uh what's fascinating I, I, the lo- local medical facility has always bothered me more than a lot of their other terminology because they've used it sincerely right like a lot of wrestlers end up the lucky ones end up in the hospital uh <laughs> you know um, if, if Mike, you know if, what I think if it their is. wives are around to call, um, but you know, <laughs> I think what it is, Mike, is that somehow Vince has convinced himself that if he doesn't say the word hospital, he'll never die. <laughs> I, <laughs> I really think, think that it. that's what it is. Like, I think it's just, it's like, oh, if I say medical facility, that means I'm not sick. But, you know, it's like, it, it always felt like insulting. Like when they're talking to you about real things and they're like, this person, you know, passed away after being taken to a, a local medical facility or was in a local medical facility for a few weeks. And it's like, when real shit happens, like, just level with us. Just treat us like people and put the corporate shit aside. So, like, I mean, it doesn't seem like a big deal, but to me it kind of is because it shows, like, a lack of condescension and a more uh friendly approach to their customers <laughs> to their, their their fan base what's weird is like vince hates corporate speak he hates that idea of corporations forcing stuff on you and is always like a free speech guy so when you have a lot of that corporate speak and a lot of that jargon on their television it becomes a disconnect it's like i can't imagine a guy like Steve Austin, who was able to go out there and say whatever he wanted, but then would talk about like, I'm going to whip your ass and put you into a local medical facility at this sports entertainment premium live event. It would just sound stupid. And well, when the guys like, say it, it, it even it calling them the WWE universe. like Oh, it's the worst because like, oh. it's also, it's so much longer. Like WWE fans... It's one syllable versus WWE universe. It just doesn't. And and to say it multiple times, like you start, you lose credibility in their announcers because you act like they don't live in the world that you live in. 
but the reason they did that was there was there was uh, research testing that was done while we were while I was there, and it was that the audience wants to feel empowered that they're part of this product as opposed to passive viewers. So the idea was making them part of this WWE universe. It's like, well, we're we're part of this along with everybody else. And conceptually, it makes sense. You want your audience to feel like we're all in this. We're all a family. Do they care about us or whatever? But when you say it all the time and you ban everything else, you you do lose that that authenticity to it, and it just sounds kind of ridiculous. Yeah, I, I'm just picturing like uh, the end scene of Footloose, but just because we get to say wrestling again, like everybody backstage in WWE dancing at the end of Footloose. <laughs> it, 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 instead, it's just uh, it's just Shanky dancing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, they really lost the whole Shanky thread ever since Triple H took over. There's, uh, no, I don't think we're gonna see that guy dance again, which is kind of sad. <laughs> but we let's did get, get to- Veer. Instead of Dynamite or Duds, since Raw has been better and it has been growing in the ratings, I figure we're gonna do Raw or Dynamite. Which which show did you like more this week? So instead of like just going segment by segment. We're just going to talk about it in general. Um, and we'll Which talk will lead to us going segment by segment. Anyway. Oh, I know, I know, I know. It, it's uh, like our, it's like Dan is like, he's, it's like you're like the substitute teacher who's trying to stick to the lesson plan, and it's just not going to happen. <laughs> like, we're going to talk about Danny Garcia for 45 minutes. because Mike's All right, all right. Robert, <laughs> we want to break it down hour by hour, because the first hour, which in my opinion was, you know, the, the best hour, it was uh, CM Punk coming out for a promo that has, has set the internet on fire, uh, referencing Adam Hangman Page, and then John Moxley. We had Daniel Br- Bryan versus uh, Danny Garcia in a dragon-themed two-out-of-three-falls match. Um, we also got uh, the uh, private party in Swerve and Glory staring off against one another, Moxley coming out again and uh and and cutting a promo and i think that was all for the first day the end of so. it was, uh, promo jericho, was great. it was a hobbs promo and then the end was jericho in 2.0 uh-huh. and then steamboat steamboat up that punching one him in the stomach yeah what did that he was say when he sma- it was so funny oh, it was damn, like dang that feels good or some kind of yeah. yeah well i mean i i would have i would have stuck him with wheeler though you know that that was my only thought what kills me is we had that teed up in mlw we reached out to steamboat and we're like we want you to be yuda's mentor and it's time for another edition of robert's resentment yes it's time for bitter old man uh but no it's but, but that's the idea story. it's because it's, it happens yeah it's wait like, till we start like talking talk- about roosh in the main event <laughs> Oh, he's that. Bruce is great. What are you talking about? I have no resentment towards him until we get to that later. Wait, but guys, yeah, no, I it, just realized why Dragon Lee was in the main event. It, it was a dragon themed. <laughs> yes. Yeah, baby. How, you know, AEW, unlike Game of Thrones, is a franchise that will never disappoint you. Yes. It's also why well, the second hour what, was what, Dragon. What, okay. Well, let's, uh, let's get into how, it. How happy was Excalibur <laughs> to be able to talk about Game of Thrones and wrestling at the same time? <laughs> How bitter was Jim Ross having to talk about any of this shit? Oh, just anything, right? Wow. Well, no, he, he no, Taz had the 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 moment. We'll, we'll get to that in hour two, but Taz had probably my high spot of the week. But hour one, you want to who do you want to talk about hour one, Dan? Yeah, let's talk about hour one. Mike, you're uh you're you're doing a, a guest run in. What did you think about this first hour? I thought, you know, 
this show really needed punk man like it you know because having a focus of the company that is a star that feels bigger than your other stars helps you know who's going to go first if he's there because he is that much more important than anyone else and you know even on a night where kenny omega returns and omega has meant more to the company long term punk means more to it now and having him come out the fucking cult like even his entrance is an event um you know i thought there was a lot of fun stuff here it was it was a little cutesy at times it was like too too thought out you know where like a lot of the lines like you know, not even the best Kingston and not even the like some of that. Like, I think you could have done one of those. Who was they, the Kingston he was talking about? Kofi. Uh, Kofi. Kofi. Yeah, they right. with oh, each other. They idiot. shared his bus with him and stuff. Yeah. yeah, that was like the one guy in WWE that, you know, it would be funny. Like the whole time Kofi secretly hated CM Punk, but he's like, I'll just let it go. I'll just let him talk. <laughs> I think he's like, I'll be nice to him and ride his tour bus, but <laughs> but um, no, it was uh, you know. Oh, tell me stuff. about that tattoo again. <laughs> Wait, you really like GI Joe, um, and Pepsi, <laughs> and that's a personality. Um, no, but like when he was doing the whole thing of like uh, the third best, like that's not the only one you needed, and 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 the John thing, like that's all I would have done. But um, and then and then Moxley isn't as good. He just isn't. And <laughs> Punk, I thought, did kind of school him a little bit. Like Punk has a presence, and he is. I mean, he's the second best promo in the company. Uh, but will be the first until the other guy comes back. <laughs> and it's just the way that he he talks like a person. Mike, he, just a, just a question: How would you rank? Okay, three best talkers in wrestler wrestling: MJF, Heyman, and Punk. How would you rank them right now? Um, MJF. Uh, I'd go Punk and then Heyman because I I think Heyman is really good, but he's not as necessary as those other two are. I think if Heyman is gone, you can still do a lot of the same Roman stuff, but the show. I, if I'm the only one here, you tell me the show felt remarkably more special last night. I, I mean, I, I 100% absolutely, yeah. Yeah, the, the grown ups were back. Scott, yeah, Scott. and and you know, and I think it's a fault of AEWs that you know this is like two and a half months, just about, and they they have they haven't built anyone new to to rival that, and and I think. There's a few opportunities in which they they could. I, I I think there were things that that did really work well on this show. Um, look, I I thought the the dragon, uh, you know, the, the, the Brian Davidson match and Garcia, it was a great fucking wrestling match. Like, yes, he does not wrestle a sports entertainer gimmick at all. Like this, the he he feels like he was wrestling like he should after he's been with Daniel Bryanson, you know, Brian Davidson. But you know they don't they don't like stories, so that's fine. Uh, but the match was fucking really well done, and and the post match liked... stuff was great. I thought I, I thought... really liked it. Yeah, and yeah. I don't. Oh, think I thought was... it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I loved it. I, I, I loved thought, it. and the dude, crowd thought... helped out so much. Uh, the Euro wrestler chant. I mean, yeah, yeah it was yeah. perfect. Great. Yeah, it is so the best maybe he purposely since... was poorly doing this gimmick. 
<laughs> so that they would say that maybe there was a reason he never committed to it at all he's gonna um, wear the thunder rosa sandbagger shirt <laughs> no and 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 that uh that yeah that moment was was fucking great i'm excited to see where it goes uh him turning on 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 jericho and all that was yeah that was that was really well done i thought this is like when you know wrestling is at its best. Like the guy who lost still got over. So they they did really well there. He definitely needs to learn how to. He he's still missing a lot of personality. I mean, the ring work is way above his years, but the personality is just not there yet. But then think about the 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 drama and everything that happened at the end of the match. I mean, that was acted better than anybody shit as of late you know or just yeah, as good he as just anybody talk. shit yeah, sure, no, he play, sure. no no scott you're right he plays confused really well <laughs> no he looks like he has confused. no clue what's going on i mean i just <laughs> truly believe you shouldn't you shouldn't even put a wrestler on tv until they can cut a good promo okay. well and, and and part of the reason i liked i almost liked moxley's promo better than punk's because punk's was more bullet pointy and like i'm gonna say these four roast jokes um, and be pissed off, whereas Moxley actually said things, you know. Yeah, yeah. Scott, what did you think of this first hour? And uh, the, oh, the blood thing, what that genuinely did make me laugh. Oh yeah, that yeah. bloodline was great. Yeah, but also you know Moxley, like 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 in kayfabe, it's like Moxley saying that microphone doesn't matter. It's like yes, obviously we know it matters. Like Mike and says all the time, it's probably the most important thing, right? But if you're being wrestlers, it's like yeah, Punk, all you do is fucking talk. Like I'm gonna beat your ass. Um, and then to, for Punk to say like I'm the I, you know I'm I'm the sense and like I'm the money or whatever it's uh it's in kayfabe he is obviously becoming the heel, um, yeah, which I liked I love that I think that's awesome. And uh, was this this hour also was the beatdown at the end right with the do did we ever find out who Tony Nice was going to wrestle? <laughs> oh no but i did love that i thought that was really funny and it matched perfectly with taz was like what like what a chaotic night you know we're like what a hard-hitting night and then moxley just hits tony niece in the back of the head i just yeah. wish they made it seem like like there was an opponent or something like it they do that too many times where they interrupt the thing that you know isn't even gonna happen oh oh yeah sure sure but um because the only reason i wanted to bring that up one of the most distracting things of the night to me, but also funniest, like, this would only happen AEW. That guy with the fucking, like, silver hair, the one staff dude, oh, with, dude. like, the longish, like, platinum yeah. fucking, yeah. was so distracting, like... Well, that was just because of, uh, he looks like one of the Game of Thrones characters, right? Is that why they used him? <laughs> no, I'm serious. He does look like a Targaryen. He wow. does, yeah. I thought that that's why they're like, they were highlighting him because he looked like he was part of the family. It's really... like, at least make me think that they're not indie wrestlers. And that was the most indie wrestler looking dude. <laughs> well, I think he's got something, that kid, because my eyes kept going towards him. But that's I'm also, true. You know, I'm also uh, secretly attracted to men. And, and you also might be autistic because we both like the shiny lights. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, I yeah. I I mean, I really have nothing to add. I'm going to cut to Robert, but I I thought um, you know this this hour was really good. I, I I you know Punk makes me excited. You know, he gets me super excited to be a wrestling fan. Danielson he, Garcia he, he, is one one of one of uh, uh, one of the best matches of the year. Would you say or no? 
Garcia and Bra- I like you know I like Drew and, and Kevin a little better oh, just because yeah, I'm, I'm I don't know I just I've, I feel like I've seen like better versions Dude, of that yo- match. Yoga but, yeah. Danielson. Well, I thought it was really good. I'm not, I'm not gonna like if if you know it was one of those. It was the Garcia match or it was the Drew Kevin match. They were both really good. I don't think either of them was. It, which it, they, it wasn't remarkable match. enough. Like, but I think if a lot happens with these two as a tag team or whatever, we might look back on it fondly. I think there's just so many good work rate matches that the ones that have any type of consequence are the ones that will matter more. Well, hopefully uh, Brian can carry Jericho to a nice little match. Right, yeah, that's obviously the pay-per-view match, yeah. But, uh, you know, I thought the first hour was great. I mean, JR was salty all fucking night with that. Oh, I know. With that slapping legs thing again where you're just like, dude, shut up. Like, I just, I get so annoyed at the slapping legs criticism because it's like, like they always bring up, well, you know, Dory Funk Jr.'s punches look real. I'm like, yeah, but they were also fake. You know what I mean? Yeah, they were also shot with the shittiest cameras. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I, I mean, like both, like, no one's, the only people who complain about the leg slapping thing are Cornette fans and uh, people in wrestling who are sick of it. Like, to casual fans, they're fine. But, Robert, what do you think of this first hour? Yeah, I think, you know, opening with the with the Punk Moxley thing, Felt like a big deal. It felt like you were promoting the main event of a pay-per-view that they would be foolish to give away for free. But Tony would never <laughs> do that because that's nitro shit, and he's not going to put this company out of business. Uh, the hangman stuff, oh, I get it. The you work think shoot... Tony's going to put this company out of business? Yeah, eventually. Because um, eventually Punk's going to retire, Danielson's going to retire, and uh, you're you're going to have to build new talent. And they've successfully built uh, – we'll, we'll plug in names later – um y'all are punk, bugging the punk there are from, so much new talent there's so much there's so much great talent that he's a big new star yes and he's gonna be sheet, great I'm on like, monday night come on guy ever i mean dude there's guys who have right. gotten like 10 minutes of tv time that are more over there's, than like almost i think they everybody. have guys that they can get over the problem is is that they heat somebody up and then they vanish for like six weeks and then at they a come time back and it's like nothing because you, you or, or they have them talk against christian that's or fair they just put them on rampage and we think they've been gone for weeks well because who watches rampage i know um, i agree the the punk promo was good i i it like he doesn't need to keep doing the let's talk about what happened in wwe thing i think other guys use it as a crutch to seem edgy Punk can talk about enough without being like, remember when you were in the Shield? Remember when I wrestled John Cena? Ooh, like it. it I don't. Do you want him to be a member, Barry? He is a member, Barry, at this point. Um, Moxley's <laughs> promo wasn't great, but Moxley bumping Punk, like like just being a legit asshole, made you want to see these guys fight. And I thought that was a nice little touch. Like it, it didn't come across like he's out there to cut a promo. He just felt like a prick that was picking a fight, like this was a boxing weigh-in or a UFC thing. Uh, Hobbs's promo on his own, where they let him talk and be himself, I thought was excellent. Uh, I don't like him threatening QT Marshall. That's bullshit. You leave QT alone. Uh, the Danielson Garcia match worked to a degree because it was a straight up wrestling match, but they were telling a story. Part of what kind of hurt it was doing two out of three falls, uh, where if this was a straight up, you know, one one, you know, one finish match. I like that. It was. I get that Danielson was being generous by letting Garcia choke him out again to tell that story. Now, um, is 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 Powerhouse Hobbs QT a pay per view match? Powerhouse uh, Hobbs versus still lucky to have a job. 
Yes, yeah, so that's that's hour six of All Out. Our uh, house Hobbs to lucky to be have a house. Hobbs. <laughs> uh, I like the uh, the Moxley Punk return that they did an hour, like forty five minutes later with the Tony Nese thing. I like the chaos throughout it. They seem to segment their show a lot. It's nice to see stuff run into one another. Uh, and I'm always going to be happy to see Steamboat. Steamboat's a terrible promo, but he's one of the best people ever, and it's just kind of fun to watch him chop the shit out of one of the 2.0 guys. Well, that was your first hour, folks. Uh, the second hour, bit of a drop-off, but let, let's get into it. Uh, we have... The Gun Club versus the Varsity Blondes, complete with the Gun Club turning on... Their own father, Billy Gunn, who then hooks up with Anthony Bowens and Caster. We have uh, a Jungle Boy promo followed by Christian. We have uh announcement that FTR and Wardlow are going to be going against uh, the Ring of Honor heels. My God, dude. Uh, I, I take it back. They're so one... good at building new, new, new stars. <laughs> hey, by the way, God. number one tag contenders who have multiple belts for the last two fucking Wait, months. can I say something? Because uh, I do need to say something. That, uh, that because we are, guy, we are guys who have a wrestling podcast, and sometimes, you know, we know people who text us things. I'm not going to say anything. But I do think um, two of those guys, one of the two might be, someone might be getting punished for something that you go, yeah, you know what, get punished. Uh, but Wardlow, there's no excuse. And then that makes me go, no, that's probably bullshit. And this is the worst booking imaginable. Uh, and by the way, it's like FTR going like, you don't mess with the pinnacle. It's like, yeah, I get you guys were in the pinnacle, but Wardlow should have like a nom flashback if you say pinnacle. He shouldn't be yeah. thinking of you two. He should be thinking of MJF because he's the one who called it the fucking pinnacle. Yeah, I had to be or, with you assholes because I was forced to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, well, no, but they made up at the end, and I get that. But don't call it the pinnacle. Do you you know some hot gossip, Scott? About like, I I heard a little hot gossip that you know I'm not going to say on the podcast, so it's not worth uh, mentioning. But I'll tell you after. Yeah, you don't want to piss off Sean Ross Sapp. I get it. (laughs) Stepping on his territory. Uh, Anyway, we get Tony Tony Storm versus Kylan King, Uh, and then our main events: the AEW World Trios Championship, Roosh. Dragon Lee and Andrade versus the Young Bucks and their mystery partner, which turns out to be Kenny Omega. Which did they advertise? Uh, and then at the very end of it, they had they had an angle where Roosh and Andrade turn on Dragon Lee. And, Dude, which uh, is which is which is Robert, you can speak on that. You you very obviously know what that story in the match was that didn't necessarily need to happen, but they had to do it so Roosh and Andrade could have a reason to lose. Yes, but it, which is it, one of our fair, guys wasn't on the same page. He was to too be nice fair, to Scott. Them. It had only. It, it, I like Tony Khan's restraint because it had been forty-five minutes since he had a family member turn on a family member. <laughs> so that was really. I, yeah, I'm going ta- to tackle like hour it? two first. Uh, yeah, what, did you think this, what did you think of this hour two, Robert? Uh, Varsity Blondes Gun Club was the right story to tell of having those guys squash them quickly, then Stokely coming out, them turning on Billy Gunn, uh, and then the acclaim coming for the save. My favorite part, up my, my high spot of the week, 
Jim Ross talking about how his dad is dead. And I can't imagine if, if my father was alive, I would never do something like this. This is the worst thing ever. And Taz like, this is the fucking worst thing ever. Billy Gunn is going to be heartbroken forever. Oh, they're scissoring. I guess he got over it. Like he I just hate, shit on everything I hate it that for just that happened. Because it's like that is your kids attacking you. It's not just like a group where you go like, oh, now I have a new group. It's like it, exactly. your sons attacked you, and then you went, now I have new sons. You actually <laughs> had a chance to tell a good story. Which yeah, funny. I mean, who gives I mean, a shit? Whatever. But geez. wouldn't you? And and and, and this is such a dramatic. This, by the way, this oh. is Scott's anti-adoption beliefs of the week. <laughs> I want to. I want to add to Robert and Scott's point. Um, I, I want to add is coming like, why good. Just, why wouldn't you just separate this? Have like, have a you know, like have Billy Gunn laid out by the gun club, and that's the end of the segment. And then next week you do the fucking acclaimed thing. It's just, it's just so crazy how much shit he tried to like jam into one episode. Tony Khan books like he has six months to live. Like yeah, it's like it's he's got to get everything done at like once. Three or four major like hints at breakups or actual breakups. It was it what was episode? weird. Um, the yeah the the trios promo with Lethal and all them was o- only work because Sanjay got complaining that he couldn't find his pencil was mildly entertaining. Um, then Death Triangle cut a promo talk. I didn't even I couldn't pay attention to those guys. The Jungle Boy, Jesus Christ! Holy shit, that was Man. bad. That, Do that not let bad, this guy dude. go out and talk. Wow, that was I mean, and him and he got phased and they ate him up once the he crowd did. was pissed and they shit all over it and he got distracted by what what chance in AEW. Like this is supposed to be the crowd that loves wrestling. And then Christian comes out. The the whole thing didn't make any sense. Obviously, they're building up to Luchasaurus turning on Jungle Boy and, and that'll be your big payoff. But this feud is is grim death. Uh, and then the next grim death was Wardlow and FTR pretending to care about powerbombing Sutnam Singh, uh, which is going to be a huge draw. Wardlow's just vanished off TV. That's my point, Scott, about they build a dude up, you get excited about him, and then he's just gone for like three, four weeks at a time. Yeah. Uh, Kylan King and Tony Storm was, uh, I, I don't know, not worth our time. And then it was cool to see Kenny Omega back. If he's a baby face, I don't need Don Callis. I don't need Don Callis, period. Baby face, heel, yeah. whatever. I don't yeah. need Don well, Callis you know, on my they're, TV. What they're setting up is for Don to join uh, the Undisputed Era. I would imagine that'll well, they're probably definitely be there. setting up. You know, it's yeah, it's him walking out with you know the devil on on his right and and uh, Nakazawa on his left. Like that, you know, there that, is going to be these pieces fair. of the Omega devil... he needs to shed off as he also sheds off the piece of clothing, you know, in that Forrest Gump scene. It yes. finally runs and, real but fast. Seeing Scott, Kenny Omega that's not wrestle. A fair comparison because the devil is compelling on television. No, <laughs> come on. That's fair. Callus uh, is fucking awful. Get him. No, on. he's good. No, I no, miss, I miss, I do miss Knock, man. I miss Knock. It was great to see yeah, Knock's I... out. It was great to see Kenny Omega in that scuba suit and them trying to tell the story of why he was wearing it. Uh, it was fun to see him. It's clear if you look at who the six guys were in the match. You knew what the finish was going to be. You knew who was taking the pin. And then they guess I, they ran out of time. And rather than do an overrun, they tried to run an entire angle with about a minute and a half left to go, uh, which <laughs> to was a very fan- confused uh, Dragon <laughs> Lee. I think he might have been knocked out Dragon by Omega's Lee. fucking V-trigger. Oh, God, that dive into the crowd when the woman picked up her child to save oh, their yeah. life was fantastic. Yeah. Like, it's a lawsuit waiting to happen. And then the weird thing is this was such a packed dynamite with so much shit. And there's no House of Black, no Miro, no Darby, no Sin. They have a well, whole well, House extra of Black roster is next of people week in the trios match. 
I no, I get it. But no, no, two, when, when two, who knows next when? Week, right? But there's so many people that they have on their fucking roster that just don't exist. No Jade, no, like none of that. Everything just, they have so many people and so many stories you're trying to tell with three hours of tele, well, two hours of TV and then one hour of like, well, that's the TV. problem. It's like, I know like Buddy, you know, Buddy Mer Matthews uh, is on Rampage this week, but it really does not feel like that is television at this point. I but, know, and the fact that they're making me wait till Friday to see the Trust Busters. Come on. Yeah. I want to see little Brock Lesnar and not the regular Davari, but Davari Light. <laughs> but it's a great storyline to see, like, a young, rich, Middle Eastern guy who is blowing all of his money on wrestling. I mean, it's a relatable story. <laughs> oh, what did you think about the second hour, Scott? Yeah, I mean, there was... There wasn't a, a lot to like about uh, some of it, right? The, the the women's match, nothing of note happened. Uh, I, I I did enjoy the main event. I thought the the Dragon Lee story didn't necessarily need to be told. Uh, well, especially the turn, you know, them turning on him at the end. I don't think needed to happen at all. But it is this thing of them thinking they need to cover everybody. Well, I, I think it's a Roosh thing where it's like, how are we going to cover our asses, Robert? It, is 100%. that kind of what he does? Yeah, 100%. There's no way. It's like I'm and watching so this match. Like, I'm like, he's not going to do the clean job. Yeah, and so it's like, let's create this story where, you know, the reason we lost is because we're not a trio. You know, my brother fucked us over because they also, you know, in, in storyline, like, don't necessarily – they always are feuding. So – but why would you know that? You know, that's, a, that's like – Triple A shit. So, uh, because they mentioned on an episode of being the elite seven weeks ago, <laughs> and and you should have remembered that Mike knew. I, I I love the intro to Kenny. I know I saw a few people on on the Facebook group saying that it felt like, like it it cut the momentum. I love that uh, uh, him opening up the card and then boom, it goes into it. That was just so. Oh, fun. I liked it because and they you also... knew he was coming out anyway. So what well, the, the thing I doing? like about it, Scott, is they tease because remember the Bucks are still technically heels. It's like, are yeah. they gonna are they gonna troll you and it not be Kenny Omega? So it's like you're, I can see them building up, building up, building up, building up, and then it's somebody else. And it's like, ha-ha, we fooled you. So the fact that you did get that payoff and they found that one woman in the crowd who was genuinely shocked, it it paid off nicely. Yeah, the you can't escape mess up was great. I mean, it was obvious that that was planned. He landed on pretty much his shoulders and upper back. There's no way you would mess up that much if you botched the move. So I, that I was thought playing. that, yeah, the story he was telling was really good in the match. I just you know the match just wasn't really good well also you know you you have this thing uh well there's three things that kind of distracted me from, from the match initially which is yes he walks out with callus but that's intentional it's supposed to distract you oh wait is he still a heel i'm not really sure um and then you know he has the outfit on you go oh fuck he is hurt and we're gonna have to watch him like shed this clothing uh which i which i thought was yeah peak dan's interest <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, the the thing that I uh I, I had a way to add to this Christian Jungle Boy gimmick, guys. I feel like the only natural progression for Christian's character is to just start carrying a gun. <laughs> like I feel like he just like Jungle Boy tries to attack him, he just shows him the gun. He's like, Yeah, motherfucker. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like just, at this point, it's so ridiculous. Just go all the way with this thing. I mean Hey, you know what else distracted me? I'm sorry, but it, it, it um you know how they they announce everything for Rampage and next week's Dynamite before the main event, and so you get this this Punk Moxley news right before Omega comes out, and 
if you're a fan, you're conflicted because you're confused about what's going on. So you're like, wait, I thought they were going to build this. You know, why are they doing this? And so I was a little distracted by that. Also, I have a quick question. What it was just what so nitpicky and bullshit? Speaking of nitpicking bullshit, what shirt was Jungle Boy talking about? Because he mentions oh, this. Oh, like... he had a shirt that said Christian is a pussy he wore last week or the week before. Uh, okay. Yeah. But were we supposed to have remembered this? He's like, oh, people were mad at me. I have yeah, no idea that was what he was so talking weird. about. He's like, one lady told me, don't do that again. And she had a point. That's what he said. He's like, he's just some kid. <laughs> he had a point, I guess. But And then they let that lady wrestle the match this week. Kylan King. No. Remember, remember? Yeah, and that's another thing mike mike brings that up uh like they have all these women on the roster why are you using someone we've never heard of no she was there during all the pandemic taping she was she was like the uh the the lady that's always at the dog park making sure that everyone else closes the gate so their dog doesn't go out she was always like the main person during Daly's place who was front and center with the weird eye makeup and they barely ever mentioned her on that show but she was at every fucking taping and um they barely ever did anything with her then and, and now she's there now i guess they don't mention that but jim ross sure mentions a lot that tony storm started wrestling at 13 like he seems to have that information down cold <laughs> He's like, 13, that's the bad age. Can't, so Kylie, can't. Kylie King, like, I mean, she deserves more for how much she was. It was it was her and the guns. Remember? Like, it feels so fucking long ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah Mike, what did you think about the second hour? Yeah, so I, I mean, I 100% agree. You could have gotten so much more out of uh, this uh, ass boys and acclaim stuff. I thought this was really fun and you know, well done the way that it was. Um, and, uh, but yeah, they rushed it. I mean, when I was at... It's pronounced rooshed. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, yeah, the end was certainly rooshed. But um, when, I, <laughs> when I went to, when I went in LA, uh, you know, they were in the opening match against Punk and those guys who were fighting Satnam Singh. And because uh, a lot can change in this company fast. And it's it was amazing that like they were so fucking over the scissoring thing the like but them as a five person unit was really over and they really could have done more with it they've already had like what like a dumpster match like yeah I feel because yeah. I and I'll say this though both those teams are over like they both they, they are, they are. always chance last night and even though I think it's dumb that Billy Gunn joined them the crowd popped like crazy when they scissored yeah no that was awesome it, no I. Scott, I complimented it. I said yeah, it was really well thing. done. All I was saying was, I think you could have gotten more out of every story beat. Oh, 100, I mean, 100%. I think you could just, like you were saying, get more out of them just being together. Yeah, because they like, you know, they just got them together around like the fucking last pay-per-view. They didn't even make it a whole pay-per-view. Yeah. <laughs> and and I, I think that that to me, you know, they haven't announced a lot of the card yet, but that I I would not put that on the pre-show. I think that that match, just the ass boys, and I think they'll do some kind of stipulation. But I think it could be really over. I would I would put it in the first half of the show. Um, I'd say uh, yeah, the Jungle Boy stuff. Like you know me, like I'm such like a nerd where it's like even them calling him that and he's looking like fucking biker boy is, is stupid to me. Like 
Just be a jungle boy if you're a jungle boy. Uh, <laughs> and, he's and, becoming a jungle man. <laughs> Dude, I mean, this was, yeah, this was tough because I think, I think we all hate what chance, but it, this crowd does not, you know, or at least AEW crowds, they were in West Virginia, but like, they well, do not the hijack. They don't hijack. Well, to be yeah. fair, there's no savvier crowd than Charleston, West Virginia. <laughs> no, but they genuinely are very respectful, and they popped for a lot of shit last night, and they were just bored to tears and were entertaining themselves. Because you could even hear it, like, one guy did it, then a few people, then more people. Like, it, the what chant was getting more over than Jungle Boy was. <laughs> and, uh, like, this... this this was kind of fun in the fact this reminded me of like Dan Lambert, Brandy Rhodes, train wreck promos. Like, and I want to see those on AEW sometimes, you know, cause they don't produce as much and they can have these things fall off the fucking tracks. Uh, and then, um, but it else? was good to see Ethan page uh, back following up from his great promo three weeks. I oh, know he's gone. Uh, and Scorpio <laughs> Sky was uh, oh no he's gone too. <laughs> I, yeah, and, and and I mean I could care less about this trio stuff. I don't. I think the last thing they needed was another tournament to crown another champion. And um, I mean the fact that we're having, I I don't know what's going on with FTR. I'll I'll take your word for it, but I can only judge based on them as TV characters and how they're being booked right now and them being in a trios match and then there being another trios thing it just does fucking does no one any good i don't, I don't think it helps um you know and, and then they ended yeah like they clearly the were out of time yeah also this episode more than i don't know i you know i don't watch every week this felt like there was a lot more commercial interruptions than usual it was very noticeable during the two out of three falls and not even picture in picture, just flat out. It felt like there was less picture in picture and more just pure commercial breaks. Um, This episode, which was weird because the entire episode was branded content. Yeah. The entire episode was a commercial for a show that I kind of want to see, but not really, uh, but enough about all out. Um <laughs> I well, just think that it, it right. Did, did you guys feel that? I had. Well, that I watched note it too, this yeah. morning, and what I watch it on, they don't have commercials. So I I uh, it, I just see everything through the commercial break. So I also got to see uh, Jr. being like extra petty at the end, arguing with Don Callis during the commercials. Yeah, you you guys have all mentioned it. You know, Grumpy Cat Jr. Like it's at a point where it your it's, job is still to put over this product and you either want to do that or you don't want to do that. Do I agree with a few of the things he says? Yes, but this is not the position to say those things. It only makes sense if he's bringing fake razor and diesel out next week. Like that's (laughs) it. I mean, but even like, you know, we've had heel announcers, but heel announcers don't shit on the product itself. They shit on characters. They shit on baby faces. Jesse Ventura was never like, you'll notice that uh, he's still fine after five pile drivers, McMahon. You know, like 
this... R- Ross is terrible now. I mean, he's just gotten terrible. I, I, I don't it know sucks because even... I thought he had a little bit of flavor, but now he, he, he's either in the product. And, and I also wonder, and this will be a good way to transition to our Raw talk, which I'll cut to Robert for, but I, I also wonder... Um, you know, with everything that's going on in WWE with Triple H, you know, and, and all these talent like going, like falling over themselves to compliment him on Twitter. I wonder how much stuff is going on behind the scenes now. I, I wonder if there's been people that are asking Tony if they could be released, you know, like I I'd probably I mean, if you're FTR and you're on a great run and then all of a sudden you just stop being used or whatever, uh, it, it just feels it just feels like there's a lot going on behind the scenes, which we won't hear about until the book is written. Or it's all bullshit, and it's leading to one of the worst storylines ever, where Jim Ross is managing CM Punk FTR. <laughs> I mean, and 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 in terms of the Moxley Punk thing next week, like. Oh God! This yeah. this yeah. So this what does that mean? Does... I mean, is it, because I know. So Robert, last week, you know, you said like Quake at the Lake. It was like, oh, they're so, they're short, they're sort of hot shotting because of the Triple H thing. And in my head, I was like, no, Quake at the Lake was planned, and they do these big theme shows. And even tonight, yeah. I, I, I or even last night, I go, no, too AW many, has always too been many, but yeah, major main events every week. That's what they do, right? It's but a way this, to make them special. Yeah, this feels like hot shotting unless there's a plan that is better than moxley and punk and i don't think there is they can I mean, prove me wanna, wrong but i don't I mean think they they're... could do mjf punk and and uh and moxley I, and I then what mjf the only reason he's in the main event picture is because what tony it was like that's the only reason i would the only way he'd come back is if i got a title shot because otherwise no, he's, he he's ranked, because fucking wardlow like i mean they about wardlow well hangman is ranked number one right now so we need to do a triple or at threat least, you know, at, before at all last out. Night's it's episode, just, he is ranked number one. I don't it's know. such a weird, it's a it's weird, weird thing to do unless they're setting this match. And I was, I was messing with a, a another writer buddy of mine, and and his pitch was, all right, you you do this match next week to establish who the babyface and heel is going into All Out, where it looks like you're going to get the match, and then Punk fakes that his foot hurts, and then he attacks Moxley or something like that, like to to set up why these guys are going to have a, a, a match at all out. It feels like a weird bait and switch. And again, the ratings last night, it was the punk Moxley confrontation and the return of Kenny Omega. And they drew under a million viewers. I don't know if it is a panic uh, knee jerk reaction that it's the WWE has all this buzz. We're going well, to try to give you everything advertised. we can. They didn't, they didn't advertise punk coming uh, and they didn't advertise Omega. But if you watch the product, you, but if you watch knew. the product, you knew what and was, knew. Yes, you knew it was going to happen. And they advertised that Garcia-Danielson two out of three falls match, which is at least a draw to some people to tune in and watch the show. Yes, so they gave you a ton of Mr. shit. Garcia. Exactly. <laughs> no, Mr. Garcia probably was watching golf. He's got better shit to do. Than <laughs> I will say this, though. The, the idea of a swerve, which, you know, well, not no, a swerve. No, swerve's but, on Rampage. Yeah, not a, not a swerve, but, um, you know. Swerve uh, our Friday. Match, the match not happening next week, which I think is possible. Um, I know they don't do that usually, so I don't I don't necessarily mind them doing it because it is pro wrestling and this is like what maybe the first time they do it where it would be advertising a match that doesn't end up happening. Yeah, but here's the weird thing, because they were advertising on this show. They were in Chicago, there's three day packages available, which means all out is not sold out yet. 
And you're not oh, going to wow. sell out a pay-per-view in Chicago, which is already weird because I feel like they just open the doors and Chicago sells out. But you're not going to sell it by giving away what you thought your main event was on free TV next week in, I think, Cleveland. And Cleveland is Moxley's place, right? No, I mean, Wardlow. No? Oh, he's Cincinnati. Yeah, he's Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Oh, he's Cincinnati. Okay, it's Ohio. Who gives a fuck? Well, I'll but... say this: if Moxley <laughs> wins next week, uh, then the the punk rumors of him being upset are true. But I do not think those rumors are true either. I think this is all horseshit. Well, I I, just I think feel two things like... came out of last night. People were like, "Wow, Punk is a jerk," and they were like, "Whoa, Omega, he's hurting." And it was like, "Uh, yeah, you were supposed to think those." Yeah, that things. was the point of the that show. was the point of yes. both of those things. I mean, I mean, I I know you guys want to jump to Raw, but the last thing I'll say is like, we are three weeks away from a pay per view, and we know that they always end up delivering like at least a decent, if not very good, to great card. But can they at least build the shit more? <laughs> like, I and, and I mean, in some ways, some of it has been, but I do feel like announcing it a few weeks, like, yeah, we probably are going to get Christian and Jungle Boy, right? But like. Just telling us that helps. I yeah, think. but Sutton Singh sells himself. Well, what's weird is Eddie Kingston. The first match announced was Eddie and Sammy. Eddie Eddie challenged him weeks ago, and it's still not on the Wikipedia page. Wait, Eddie and Sammy? That's right. I totally yeah, forgot about yeah, that. It's, it's, I oh, mean, because dude, the JAS is the feud that will not die. Uh, he needs some. Uh, he needs some help creatively. All right, uh, let's move on to Raw, which is a show that never needs help creatively. <laughs> All right, um, guys. Hey, they're uh, on a two-week right. streak. That's uh, I'll take that. <laughs> the longest streak in episodic television. Uh, All right, guys. Wait, I'll see you later. To, we're gonna cut to our Raw expert, Robert Carpolis. Um, Robert, just give us the cliff notes. What happened on Raw this week? I watched most of it. But... I'll give the cliff notes. Uh, Judgment Day came out for a promo to promote the uh, Edge match next week. They said the Mysterios weren't Dude, there. The Judgment Day theme is like so South Park fun bad. It's so funny. Well, they also dress like the South Park guys. They said Ray wasn't there. Ray was there. He attacked him. They beat him up. The one cool thing was holding the chair over Ray and doing the coup de gras on him for the first time ever. That stupid Mario brothers jump move looked cool. Um, Oscar. Well, that's a great finish. I it's love a, that. It just, it looks goofy sometimes because he misses and he tries to go light. It's just, it's a cool concept for a move, but it's a tough move. Uh, Oscar and Alexa bliss beat Drew drop and Nikki Ash in the first round of the women's tag tournament. Uh, you have Bianca out there. They had, um, Bailey and her group kind of confronting him. Hey, you're building a story. I'll take it. Theory and uh, Dolph Ziggler confronted one another. Theory called Dolph a, a has-been. Then they brawled. They brawled through the break. That was, you know, a, a little different. And then while they were brawling during the break, uh, you saw Dexter Loomis's hand stick out through the side because they're doing that shit. And fuck it, it's entertaining. It's weird little Easter eggs. Um, you had Miz and Ciampa coming together. Uh, Miz and Champa beat Cedric Alexander and Mustafa Ali, which was a really fun competitive match, despite the fact that Miz was in it. Uh, they showed uh, Ezekiel in the hospital. I sent you guys this. It was a still photo of all of his family at his bedside. And Ezekiel's it was, it was father, really fun. Yeah, it, they're having fun. Um, Drew coming out and doing the promo with Kevin Owens, where Owen said, I know who I am, Drew. You don't know who the hell you are. And how dare you come out here and say you're carrying this company when I'm here. They had a match. It was a fantastic fucking match. Uh, and then the Usos interfered at the end. 
and everybody got their shit in. Kevin Owens hit a stunner on uh, on Drew, and then Drew recovered, hit the Claymore on the Usos. It was fun. It built Clash. It built uh, Kevin Owens. It was effective. They did the Rollins-Riddle uh, thing where they teased that Riddle was going to announce potentially his retirement, and he was home. He wasn't home. He was at the arena. They brawled. There was a great shot of Riddle in the crowd, surrounded by the audience chanting, bro, where he felt like a main event star. And that's one of those things they'll put in video packages for decades to come. Call him Matt Riddle again. Can we call him Matt Riddle again? Crazier things have happened. Um, Veer took on Bo Keller in the second greatest match of the week because it's Veer and Veer is just the fucking best. Uh, He's he sucks. He's terrible. And you can tell Hunter knows like (laughs) Omar sucks. Veer sucks. Shanky sucks. Like we're going to put him out there and let him just squash jobbers because it's fun. But we're not really going to do anything with him and hope that they just go away. Uh, Dakota Kai uh, beat Dana Brooke, which was uh, short and, and mercifully short. Uh, AJ took on Lashley, which was another really fun match. And it was a first ever match. They never wrestled in TNA, never wrestled in WWE. Uh, you had Miz and Ciampa, you had Dexter Loomis attack, uh, Corey Graves and they treated it as real as they theoretically could with trying to cut away from it and security. And they cut to a black and then commercial, uh, it's little things that were fun. And AJ put Lashley over strong. And then in the main event theory, they let him test out being a main eventer against Dolph Ziggler. And it didn't feel out of place. Uh, Theory felt like he could be a main event guy going forward. And Ziggler made him look like a million bucks. So as far as I'm concerned, in terms of a successful show, you had three really good matches with the Drew Kevin Owens match, AJ Lashley, Theory, Ziggler. You advanced a bunch of storylines forward to Clash at the Castle. Uh, you made Drew seem like a bigger star than he's felt in a long time. Although he's got to stop wiggling like Enzo. It's very distracting. Speak for yourself, man. Um, mm-hmm. it, uh, it's it, it's provocative. Uh, but this was a really good, strong, solid three hours of TV, including a Dana Brooke match and a Veer match. So they're kind of figuring out how to deal with the, the cards that they've been dealt and, and making it uh, a show that's at least worth not necessarily watching all three hours, but DVRing it and fast forwarding through the shit that you don't want to watch or watching it off one of Scott's illegal bootleg channels. <laughs> Dan, what'd you think of raw? I thought it was very consistent. You know, like, I, I mean, I guess we'll just say it here. The segment is raw or dynamite. I'm still going to give it to dynamite just because I thought more like the, the best stuff in dynamite, like the punk promo, all the punk stuff is kind of what pushed dynamite over the top. There was nothing, as compelling on raw or dynamite as as the punk stuff so that's why it got like because it was the stuff i was thinking about today and i'm like well if i'm thinking about it today um then all right yeah but it's the day after dynamite but i wasn't thinking about raw the day what i was thinking about raw the day after was wow this was I, i i this was a solid raw i also will say i think the wrestling may have been better on raw this week which is kind of crazy to say that um, and part of that is the story they're telling with the Kenny match is that he's rusty. Yeah, but I also think that that Drew Owens promo segment was balanced well in that. Yes, it was. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was a little bit more mouth, but but they did that same kind of thing of we're going to bring the real world into it, but not be so overt about it. And I think one of the things that took away from the Punk uh, Moxley segment was their brawl didn't look good. 
when they actually got to like throwing fists, they were missing by well, a lot. It that's the really problem with punk, though, in general. That's the, that I mean, is the that is sometimes the problem. Be with the him. problem with punk is that you know he's he's just his in ring work is just never going to match you know the character and the promo ability. But I I, I felt that you know and I, I think Scott will probably back me up on this that you know that the CM Punk just being in the ring and 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 having that volatility and people not knowing whether it's a work or a shoot that that for me is what wrestling is all about sure so, even even just the moment of yeah. and and look it can be annoying but he did it and it wasn't annoying when Moxley's walking out and so he starts doing snow angels waiting for him it's it's something that feels so organic that you think people might be unhappy backstage and uh those things i like yeah, I, 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 that's why I think for me, I would give the edge to Dynamite. But as far as if you want to talk about like what's a more consistent show, you know, what was a more consistent show? I think Raw, there wasn't anything on Raw that was like, what the fuck are they doing? And there was a couple things in Dynamite of what the fuck are they doing? I mean, but... I, dude, I'm telling you that um, the announcement of the, of that one trios match with FTR and Wardlow at at All Out is insane. Yeah, I, I mean, I think yeah. that that was the thing. Is that I, like, I, 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 I understand it might be part of a storyline of FTR. You know, they've been number one contenders for this long. But then what is the storyline that Khan is fucking them? I don't want a storyline involving um, I mean, a company holding people down. You dude, know? Uh, it's not even been that. There. It's that, like, it's e even if the authority storyline worked, he's not the one to no, do it. Oh, my gosh. You know, like, no, we cannot, right? he cannot be They Stephanie. should write him off. He should die from a coke overdose. They should yeah, write I mean, his like... parrot, like, <laughs> the idea of him off, and then just let him be backstage, obviously. But... <laughs> yeah. Or you let that actually play out, and we're about eight to ten <laughs> weeks away Robert, from that. no! <laughs> Theoretically. But no, and I think that's, they started, ref like, they mentioned Tony Khan a couple times during the show last night in a way that made me think, like, are they really going to start using him on TV for Dude, appeal? Also, that's that's also like some of like Punk's thing where like Punk exposes everything so much that then like everybody starts doing it and it's, you know. Well, Jim Ross was doing it where he's like, Tony Khan's Jim, not going to want man. his main event taken away. You're talking about millions of dollars here. You know, yeah. you think they go for a cover right now. It's like, okay, how many times <laughs> have you said that about The Rock, JR? <laughs> Well, um, I, also, I signed uh, him when he only had $7 in his pocket. And you know what he uh, called his production company? It was called Jim Ross Productions. <laughs> Look, even even though that, like, Jim Ross had the biggest digs all night, like the most consistent digs, the weirdest one was uh, Corey Graves taking a dig at Vince Neal in the main event. <laughs> it was, I was like, what are, where is this coming oh, from? Uh, Corey Graves was fantastic on he's, Raw. Where he's gotten the, so much better with, the, with, the, with the, being gone. Oh, yeah, no, the, the jobber that was facing Veer, he kept pointing out that he looked like the lead singer of The Darkness and then just kept making references to Darkness songs for the rest of the match. Like, he's having fun, and that, that makes it fun. And also, that dude does look like the lead singer of The Darkness. Well, Scott, who do you, what do you got this week? Raw or Dynamite? What was the better show? Oh, Dynamite. I mean, yeah, the Punk moment. I think the Garcia-Danielson match is the match of the week. I mean, no, well, no, not match of the week. I saw G1, and we'll get to my high spot in a minute. Got, but, yeah, uh, you got to tell me which ones to watch. I heard Osprey and Naito is amazing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Robert, Raw or Dynamite this week? I feel like with Dynamite, they had stuff that, again, on paper, it sounds like a better show. 
but I think in terms of what I actually enjoyed watching more this week, which is which is rare, is I enjoyed watching Raw more this week. I love the AJ Lashley match. I enjoyed the hell out of that Drew Kevin Owens match. The Theory Ziggler match was fun. The Dexter Loomis stuff was fun. Uh, Ciampa's little promo of getting his own trading card that he wears as a necklace so they can keep making fun of Logan Paul was was funny. They're pushing the right guys. They're giving people the right opportunity, and the show just feels freer and, and looser. Whereas I'm looking at Dynamite, it's like, yes, that punk thing was was really entertaining. I got a lot of texts from people like, oh, did you see what he said? He mentioned the Shield. They talked about John Cena. Uh, and the, the Danielson match was good. But like that whole second hour totally fell off a cliff. Other than hey, it was cool to see Kenny Omega and Justin Roberts' face when he was reading it was funny. And that was about it. So I'll I'll go with Raw just because I don't know how long this hot streak's gonna last. No, I do think it's gonna man, I think Fiend's coming back. I think we're gonna get some really fun returns that we kind of forgot about. But yeah, at the end of the day, you know, something bad is gonna happen. Yeah, you know? this won't last. A bunch of bodies are gonna start coming up, you know, someone's gonna start digging, but uh <laughs> the only body they'll find with Hunter is Katie Vick. He'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah. that's who, yeah, you know, I, 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 I am so rooting for, for him. I really am. Um, well, he's such a good, he's a good dude. Like, it I would be funny if every him. single McMahon was forced out, but Hunter, uh, that would be the ultimate Tom and secession move. All right. Our next segment, rebook that shit. This is, uh, you know, an apt topic, but if the NXT guys who went to AEW stayed in WWE, what would their debut look like? I had I would have gotten Keith ready, Keith Lee ready for Brock. I wouldn't have put him with Heyman or done anything like they're doing with Roman. Um, as far as as far as whether or not he should be have his own mouthpiece, I, I know this is going to sound awful, but I would have picked Adam Cole. Yes, then you have a bitch. Uh, you can do Diesel and Sean, uh, but you know, uh, you know, it's the opposite where, where Cole holds his own against, you know, Keith Lee. And then this brings in Kyle O'Reilly in the undisputed era. And, you know, it brings them as a full faction on there. And I think eventually you want to do undisputed era versus Randy Orton, because it's, you know, it's, it's that classic story of the Indies against uh, sports entertainment. But I don't know, man. I mean, like, you know, it's going to be just interesting. Like, what kind of wrestling, what kind of style they do, you know, like, I, I don't think they should do like a work shoot style because I mean, we saw what happened with raw underground and, and Timothy Thatcher doesn't have a job, but yeah, that was just some of the fantasy booking that I was coming up with. Scott, do you have anything? Well, I think Adam Cole would have, if he did stay, he would have been called up before triple H got to do anything with him. That was going to happen, right? Yeah, He was going to be, yeah, he was going to be Keith yeah. Lee's manager. So I'm saying but, you could make but, that. Yeah. Work. I would have, I would have been there in the room and I would have been like, you know, hold your horses, Vince. Maybe we could, maybe we could change up, you know, he's going to want to change his name. I think Vince would have changed his name. That's the real problem. That's what happened with Walter and the Gunther thing. Right. And now triple H can't go back. Cause it's already there. Um, so what I would do with Adam Cole is I would keep the name but change the spelling, and he is actually like the evil elf that delivers coal to people. C O A L. He's Adam the Coal Baby. They call him the Coal Baby. <laughs> yeah, Robert. 
Uh, um, yeah, no, for, at first my mind went to how Vince would rename Adam Cole. So his name's Adam Cole, Nat King Cole, Cole Porter. His name is Nat Porter. Like, that's how that would really have happened. <laughs> that, that would have been it. You're right. Like, I, I, Ken Doan became uh, Kenny Dykstra because Brian uh, had a thing of Lenny Dykstra. And Whoa. Vince just thought that name was funny. Brother, thanks for bringing that up. Kenny Dykstra on Raw this week. Yes. The Spirit Squad lives. Dude, right? I'm, I'm, so, two, I'm so happy for him. I'm so happy for him. Two Spirit Squatters on Raw. That was uh, a cool hire. That hire made me really happy. Kenny's been, he's been kind of he's back for around. a little bit, but I'm, oh, I'm okay, glad okay. to see him. They had, they brought, they brought him and, uh, and, and Joe Hennig back. He deserved the run, cut man. Guys. Oh yeah. No, Kenny. Kenny was great. It was just it was the like the Austin Theory problem of his era of really young guy not knowing his place and getting involved in relationships that were uh murky at best. It's all online. He's no Alex Riley. Um but as far as bringing the guys in, I think you bring in the undisputed era as a as a unit around Adam Cole with the idea of Cole's legacy would have been to be the greatest intercontinental champion of all time, because that is the worker's title and him getting that title and trying to make it as important as the world title and saying, this is what makes you the best wrestler in the world. You know, screw Roman and the, and the world title. Like this is the only title that matters. And I'm going to treat this like it's the real world title and letting him and his guys build that up and establish a mid card around them of people chasing after Cole and trying to win that title would be a hell of a lot of fun given the roster that they have and letting some of the guys who are really talented, whether it's a Ziggler or a Mustafa Ali or AJ Styles or whoever it is going after them and trying to show, Hey, who's the best wrestler that there is when you have a lot of sports entertainment on that show. And I think that would have, it would have satiated the internet. It would have made those guys happy to see, you know, Ciampa going after it or Gargano, whoever they were going to bring in for it. But well, yeah, I mean, luckily, this what you're pitching, they could just do with Ciampa next week. They could, or they're doing it right now with Gunther, with Gunther, like yeah. him and Nakamura main evented SmackDown, and well, it felt make, like a main event. Gotta change it back to Walter. It's they're not changing silly. it. Nah, back. you don't got to. It's over. You Gun- know? Gunther's awesome. People All love right. the name. Well, let's 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 move to tales from the indies i sent you guys this video did you check it out yes i did it was fan hold usually with these videos it's it's the it's the fan crossing a line and getting his ass kicked in this video he crosses the line and holds his own um it like part of me was like, I you know, like clearly this guy uh, is a is an asshole. But the other part of me is like, isn't this how all the wild Samoans got signed? Is that they just like <laughs> like like fought back? Um, I, yeah, I, it's just it's just funny. Like we're now there's so many wrestling events now, and the business is so unprotected that now we're gonna start to see like fan beats up wrestler. You know, like, well, to be gonna, fair, for those of you who haven't seen this clip, which is gonna, everybody but me and out. Scott, I know you'll tweet it out. But if they don't, if you don't see it, like the wrestler's walking around doing his heel shtick, and then the fan just headbutts them. And if you get headbutted in in the, like legitimately, you're gonna be a little disoriented. And someone's gonna be able to take advantage of that situation. Your eyes are gonna water. Your Robert's protecting the business right I'm now. Protecting the business, goddammit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if Bill Watts was there, Bill Watts would have killed the wrestler and that fan, and it, it would have been fantastic. I mean, he would have killed the wrestler for more than one reason. It was an African American guy, but that's beside mm-hmm. the point. 
but the fact is it's like you cheap shot a guy with a headbutt but yeah the, the the wrestler was trying to swing back and it was a little it was still a better brawl than moxley and punk <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of this guy yeah i mean this guy there was something wrong with him you know well, he was at a yeah. wrestling show so I'm, yeah this is how i'll describe it there was something wrong with him and uh he had something wrong with him strength and he showed it baby the second coming of eugene oh my god it's true that is that man was strong and he was pissed he was country strong yeah well yeah that's what we'll call it country strong that's what it means Uh, that should be the name of this episode country strong Uh, I was right, saving that get... for the roast of Stephanie, but spelled slightly differently. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, so what's uh, what gets our high spot, low spot, Robert? What was your high spot, low spot of the week? Uh, my high spot of this week was the return of Hit Row. I can't sing; I'm fucking terrible. I don't care. Uh, it's fun to see those guys back. AJ Francis is an absolute blast. Uh, those guys deserved a great opportunity. It sucks that Swerve isn't with them. I think that was a uh, a missing component to that piece but in terms of people for hunter to bring back who deserve that opportunity it's those guys i mean they were handpicked by fox when fox watched nxt and said we want those guys on our show we think they have something they have charisma they're great in the ring uh they they add something to the uh to the broadcast super happy to see them uh on on smackdown was also my low spot uh, Liv Morgan had a Jungle Boy-esque promo where she was going out there trying to, to tell her, her story about what happened, and the crowd is just booing the hell out of her. And and I felt terrible. Uh, the Liv push, she deserves a lot better. I think the audience was really behind her. She's had a lot of, of, of shitty booking of late. Uh, I know she's going in there with Shayna Baszler at Clash. That should be a really fun, well-put-together match, but it was uh, it was kind of tough to see her her out there and, and getting eaten alive when I think she's put in a lot of work and it's tough for me to say something nice about someone from Jersey, but uh, yeah, that kind of sucked. Um, Scott, what was your high spot low spot this week? Brother, my high spot was uh, okay Naito versus Osprey, and then this morning Okada versus Osprey, and just Os- Osprey's performance uh, in both of those matches was. I gotta watch it. Yeah. Woo! brother so so good i mean an omega return this week and that made me very happy uh and kevin owens got to be pure kevin owens and that made me happy but will osprey is the best wrestler in the world right now he's wrestling saturday night uh i get i think against speedball mike bailey in like in england somewhere and then on wednesday he's fighting on dynamite he is so damn good, and he had two of the best matches this year. In do you, the in last your opinion, do you think he ends up in AEW or WWE? I think he ends up fighting Omega. I don't think he has any interest at this moment wrestling in WWE unless things change a little more. I also, I think guys that talented, they have an option now to just wait and then make your money when you can't go as much. And and I'll never blame anybody for doing that. I think eventually everybody should go to WWE because you're going to get old and you're not going to want to wrestle the best matches you can. And you can do that in WWE. I feel and like get you're subtweeting Nakamura right now. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, you could, you could get paid more than, than you could ever imagine. And, and you, 
you don't have to, you know, it's no longer about being the best because you're older and you can't be the best anymore. So go to WWE. And I think maybe Osprey would do that, but he, he so very much wants to put on the best ma- matches in the world. Uh, so I think that's what he's going to do from now on. I could see him hopping around AEW and New Japan. I think him and Omega are going to fight in the next two years for sure. And you said low spot was... Uh... Low spot, Okada winning the G1. Oh, it's damn the... it. I didn't know that. Well, I'm sorry, but... <laughs> oh, that's all right. I mean, it's been... It's it's too late. It's uh, second, second year in a row and the fourth time ever. And I get it. Okada is the shit. But it's just... Whew, it's always, you know? And no matter who it is, when it's always, it gets annoying. And Osprey is so good. And Jay White versus Osprey could have been so amazing. They did also, though, announce, and this is kind of a high spot, Wrestle Kingdom back to one night. So it's not two nights. It's one. Well, that's good. Yeah. And I heard AEW wrestlers are going to be there. I heard that, too. So, yeah, it should be interesting. Yeah, so, man. hey, Osprey lost maybe Omega versus Osprey at uh, at the Tokyo Dome, but I, I highly doubt it. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think they, Tony's going to let that happen, but. My my high spot is CM Punk being back. I am looking for the new Japan matches. My low spot, um, I was listening to Kevin Kelly on the Observer, um, which I got to cancel again. That is a low spot. Yeah. Uh, but like just hearing, you know, this is more of an environmental low spot. But hearing like how hot the Tokyo Dome was, and they're just not used to this over there um and hearing just how uncomfortable the audience is i don't know man global warming is terrifying (laughs) and now it's even seeping into wrestling so yeah that's uh that's my high spot low spot scott what do you got for plugs this week Ooh, you can listen to my other podcast out for smokes with mike racine and sean mccarthy this week we got dan perlman on as a guest and we talk uh cartoons uh like hey arnold and charlie hebdo so it's a wide variety of, <laughs> of cartoons but we do that uh and yeah scott underscore chaplin on all the social media and wrestle roast twitter and buy our merch on pro wrestling tees and i think robert has a, a great piece of merch that we sell on a separate website uh that right do we are we still selling that yeah the it's AEW still, dope there's shirt? a link somewhere on our facebook yeah, so at the top pinned up there shirt. yeah yeah so. no it's been up there and that, that one's good because there's the shirt and there's also a uh a sweatshirt and a mug i have them i have the mug and the shirt the mug is actually legitimately one of my favorite mugs it's just a oh, wow. really oh, yeah. good quality mug and it just looks cool with the uh it's dope wrapped around on there uh you can follow <laughs> me on twitter at ww creative underscore ish for ten dollars you can hear me uh extrapolate in great detail uh, what happens on Monday Night Raw, uh, and uh, it's fun. It makes a lot of sense, and uh, you don't have to hear Mike's eyes rolling every time we uh, we discuss it. Uh, but uh, yeah, the Facebook group always uh, always a blast. And I, I mentioned this uh, before on our our Patreon. But uh, if there's some shirt ideas from stuff you've heard on the show that you want to see us do. Uh, post it on there and we'll see what we can make happen i I think we're we're due for some refreshed merchandise as we come into the holiday season uh unless the uh brian gerwitz's book came out uh he's a good dude i'm sure it's a uh, a fantastic read i haven't gotten it yet i haven't gotten it yet but uh it should be uh really interesting I'm 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 definitely gonna check that out. Um, for me, you know, I'm back doing stand up. This comes out Friday, so I'll be at the Comedy Cellar in Brooklyn Comedy Club tonight. Saturday, I'm at the Comedy Cellar, Sunday New York Comedy Club. Just bouncing around, doing more. Thanks to everybody uh, who came out to any of the Denver and Salt Lake City shows with Michelle. They were 
a blast a lot of fun and uh yeah for my for my patreon you know like i'm now watching tna folks i'm watching it from the beginning and uh i don't know how I, I was sick of retro SmackDown. So instead of watching an hour and a half SmackDown with the biggest wrestling stars in history, I decided to opt for three hour TNA pay-per-views. So oof. anyway, I, I guess this is more just Lord have mercy on me. And Zach? Wash your hands. Wash your goddamn hands.